T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. So as a result, as some of the criticism that you've gotten sort of pissed you off because of maybe it's coming from fans that don't quite understand the process or people that don't understand the process? No, because we sucked last year. So, you know, we're going to get criticism when that happens. Uh, that's part of the deal. If we don't like it, we just got to be better. So I don't really, you know, I can't sit here and get pissed off at, at criticism. We're in a business with a scoreboard. So there's something we can do about that. And when we don't execute on it, we're going to get criticized and we deserve it. You know, can't sit here and get, and get pissed. It doesn't mean I agree with all of it. That doesn't mean I think all of it is quote unquote fair. But, you know, you can't sit here and complain because, you know, if it's wrong, we got to go prove it wrong. Hi, I'm Lou. Red Sox GM. Or I guess, uh, what, president of baseball operations, my mistake. In with Rob Bradford earlier this week in place of Jones and Mego with our Chief Kim. Baseball Officer Jones. Come on. Whatever, Whatever the F. Whatever it is. All these convoluted titles. He's their GM. Do you see? Hold on really quick. Do you see I'm trying to like stretch my forearms out? Uh, I notice you're doing something over there. Yeah. It's, I am in pain from my shooting practice the other day. This is. I would say I was practicing for cure. Fourier's Shots yeah. for a Cure on March 7th and. Day two after. Were you using a medicine ball? A basketball shouldn't <laughs> like, hurt you that much. It, it hurts, man. My forearms, like, I feel like Bayo or something. I bet the I... The tightness, the pain I yeah, have. Yeah, you might want to get that looked at. I, I, uh... I'll sub in for you. I bet I'd be Dude, sore. I haven't Arcan shot a basketball so, in, like, three years. Arcan oh, he's... is so thirsty he's to be so, in this contest. He's so thirsty. So Corey thirsty. is such a coward for not including me in it. It's so not what scared. you called him off air. That's true. I called him something worse. And then he gave me a free bottle of whiskey. I was like, oh, sorry. You're like, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> for like, calling oh, you a coward. He's like, oh, by the way, here's another free gift for you. I haven't shot a basketball in three years. I'd be sore. Yeah. I'm sure I would be. I don't have the upper body strength I did I was, as a 12-year-old. I was going to say, I don't, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not known for my, uh, my muscularity either. Listen, do you want to raise money or not? Because if you do, I got the money right here. Right here in my jump shot. I, I, whatever whatever they need. Fourier, man. I, I'm just saying. He's probably listening. Fourier, I'm still nice. available. Oh, I just need a stretch. Do we think he is? I'm not sure. I mean, it, uh, up for debate. But no, uh, 20 kids he's got are on vacation. He's, he's doing <laughs> daddy daycare true. right now. That's true. true. He's doing laundry. Uh, so anyway, so that's High and Bloom. When we were off on Monday, he was uh, on with Rob Bradford. And a few of those clips from High and Bloom did jump out a little bit. And it's like, does the criticism bother you, High and Bloom? He says no. He claims no. I, I think ownership is very sensitive to the criticism. 
And Hyam Bloom, on some level, must be feeling it, whether he's sensitive to it or not. He's got to be feeling it because he's on the hot seat. Dombrowski got fired in season. Charrington got fired in season. If they don't turn it around, he's on pace to get fired in season. And I would say he deserves it, by the way. And so you guys can jump in on this. We still got Patriots phone calls hanging out at 617-779-7937. How are you feeling about the Red Sox offseason and where they're going in terms of the lack of stars we've discussed before and what they've built? And we've been accused of not bringing in enough stats before, so I'm a little loath to go here, Mego, because people want more stats, like bullpen ERAs, for instance, and things like this. But I, I saw this survey from The Athletic where they talk to various people throughout the industry, executives, former executives, coaches, scouts, and asked a variety of questions. And before we get into it, let's just say the Red Sox did not do well. Mm-mm. They uh, they did not fare very well in this poll of insiders. I didn't see the insiders providing any stats, though. So I did not see <laughs> Sound enough. Sound like they were just talking out of their butts. There wasn't yeah, that's, an, that's a bad one, right? Not enough bullpen ERAs for my taste. I wanted more of that in this story. Uh, but in the athletics poll, 29 MLB insiders, they uh, they started off by asking a question about irreplaceable players. Who was The Red Sox were the clear winner, it says here, in the irreplaceable question. Which really makes them a loser. Which makes them a loser. Which player changed teams this offseason who was most irreplaceable? 16 of 29 of these insiders voted the Red Sox as the most, uh, or Bogarts rather, as the most irreplaceable free agent. Basically, the Red Sox... They bungled it worse than anybody else. 11 years, $280 million is what he wound up getting with the Padres. And by the way, Trey Turner was in second with 11 votes. One respondent compared Bogarts' exit to Boston losing John Lester in free agency. Mego, I know you feel this way. You're nodding, like lowballing him the way they lowballed Lester. Very similar. It Wasn't it the exact same um, hotel that the deals were brokered at? I think I remember Rob Bradford writing about that. Anyway, oh, oh, you're saying it was. I thought you said it yeah. was not. It no, was it was at the, the same hotel. It was the same hotel. Oh, nice. Good for them. Even better. <laughs> While another called out the Red Sox for letting their longest tenured player and team leader depart in free agency less than three years after trading away Mookie Betts. Quote, when you're in the place the Red Sox are with their fan base, and this is where you guys come in, you let a guy like this leave, it's not just about replacing the player on the field. It's impossible to replace what he means to those fans. And I said this earlier in the week, I'll stand by it. I, I think Bogarts gets overrated a little bit by the fan base here. He is a good player. He's not a great player. He is an all-star. He's not an MVP. Like, that's sort of how I feel about him versus Betts, right? But they still shouldn't have lowballed him and let him go. And he is the reason fans seem tuned out on the team. If they kept Bogarts, I think there'd be a lot more buzz around the team. There'd be much more reason to talk yourself into it. Now it's like... How do you get yourself excited for this team? We're going to talk to Kike Hernandez about 20 minutes from now. Like, I don't I don't know that Kike Hernandez is the kind of person getting fans excited, or even Rafael Devers is the kind of person getting fans excited. Is Chris Sale still doing it? I don't know that the Red Sox really have it. I don't. And Bogarts is the key to... What about to, Rafi? I don't, I don't think that. I know we debated earlier if he's a true superstar or not earlier in the week. I don't know. Isn't he the biggest star on your roster? He is, but I don't know that he's a person that fans are like, oh, they have Devers, they're fine. I think having Bogarts would have changed the narrative on this offseason a lot, and there would be more fan interest and hype, and you wouldn't have John Henry getting booed at Winter Weekend and all those other things. That's all about Bogarts, right? That's all about Bogarts, I think. And, I mean, like you say, he's not a complete... 
like roster changer. He's not a superstar the way that Mookie is. But at the same time, I think it's the frustration because fans know that they mishandled the situation. And that just makes them lose faith, lose belief in uh, what Heim Bloom is able to do or what John Henry has his wallet open for. Because you look at the way that they handled Bogarts from beginning to end and it was like, okay, you said this guy was the highest priority I'm questioning what that means for anybody on this roster. I think this is the biggest disconnect right now between the team and what the ownership group and even High and Bloom has been saying. Because every single time that they display any kind of accountability, what do they always say? It's the same thing. Well, we weren't very good last year. Of course they booed us. We weren't very good last year. They have every right to boo it. It's not just that. It's not just that you didn't play well last year. Xander Bogarts is a huge part of this, and Xander Bogarts was something that you screwed up, okay? Not something that happened on the field, not a you know guy giving up a home run or an error or a bad throw or something like that, a guy striking out. You screwed that up. And when it came time to answer questions about that, John Henry gives one-word answers. You know what I mean? Like There's yeah, a no, really, really big email. disconnect here. It's a, it's a great point yeah. that they're sitting here going, well, they're just booing us because we were bad last year. No, 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 no. They're booing you because you were bad and you let people go from that team and now you might be worse. That's a big factor in why you're getting booed. And I still don't think Red Sox ownership understands this. And maybe Haim Bloom doesn't understand it. You know, the Red Sox owners, John Henry, says let's stay below the luxury tax ideally, right? But Haim Bloom can still do what he wants within those parameters. And this is where he still doesn't get that turning over your roster every year like you can in Tampa Bay when people don't really follow and don't really care, and the few people who do care, all they do is they want you in the playoffs and they just care if your model works and your projections work and you're a good team. Here, fans want to identify with the stars a little bit as well. Identify with the team, feel a connection to the team, and you can't do that when you're turning over the roster every other year. You just can't. And, and that maybe is more to blame for High and Bloom than it is even ownership. Yeah. I, again, I, I just think Xander is a giant piece of this, but then even when we talk about how they kind of tried to course correct that by being proactive with Raphael Devers in this piece. That wasn't graded. That move wasn't graded well either. Am I right? The Devers piece, the Devers yeah. part of it. Well, let's move on to the other parts of it. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice the Devers thing. Maybe I missed that. Boston's biggest move outside of the Devers contract extension is, is what I saw. Uh, Masataka Yoshida. On a five-year, ninety million dollar contract. Okay, that's the one that, that I was. At. That was panned. It was yes, when yes. when all the insiders were asked about the worst free agent signing. Ten of the twenty-nine votes were for Yoshida. That's that's what I was. So it's for. like the one the one big money signing you made, ninety million dollars. That is a commitment. Is for a slap hitting, maybe leadoff hitter who is not good defensively and doesn't run the bases and maybe will hit for average, but probably won't hit for power. Like that's your move, and most of baseball hates it. Doesn't mean it's going to suck. But the people who are paid to know these things, much more than I know these things, kind of think it's going to suck. It's the deal they hated. They hate your Bogarts move. They hate this move almost as much. Again, 10 out of the 29 insiders. to the They called it the worst free agent signing in the entire poll. Right. One voter, quote, I don't like that one, especially considering the team it came from. You mean that's where you're going to extend yourself? That's a head scratcher. It's a good point. You wouldn't extend yourself for Bogarts. I guess they did for Devers. But like... You wouldn't extend yourself for all these pieces, and now this guy is who you're going to extend yourself for? Maybe he'll hit, and maybe he'll be like a big signing for you. But that seems like an odd place to extend yourself when most of baseball thought he was going to make far, far less. I did. I, did, I just loved this final comment. And I got to say, like, I, I do get won over a little bit when I hear Heim 
just say straight up off the cuff, like, we well, we sucked. Like okay, because you you hear him talk like a, a robot. It's so a Chris. Often. It's a Chris Sale move. No, it is because we sucked last year, so you know we were going to get criticism when that. And you go, oh yeah, there's a human being yep. who understands it, and That's then true. the actions show that they don't. But this uh, one voter said, "Here's Heim Bloom's problem: when John Henry is feeling the heat and Tom Werner is feeling the heat, they'll throw anybody under the bus." Well, this is what I think is going on. Like I, I think, and this is from the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Q&A that John Henry did with Sean McAdam, the lack of a defense of Hyam Bloom to me means they're about to throw him under the bus and he's going to be scapegoated for all their problems. And that that is where Hyam Bloom is on shaky ground. Like, they're feeling the heat, they'll throw anybody under the bus. I believe that. And I think that's where it's heading for Hyam uh, Bloom if it doesn't turn around. I, I do think that's exactly how it's set up. Although, and I made this point yesterday or maybe last week, I forget, I kind of thought that's what the Bruins were doing with Don Sweeney. I thought that's what they were doing with him. And it turns out they made a cup run in 2019. Uh, they, you know, seem to have things on track now for sure. And every time he gets on the hot seat, Sweeney's done a pretty good job of getting himself off of it. Maybe Hyam Bloom can do that. Maybe. I'm not holding my breath, but maybe. It's a weird gig. I mean, the last two guys, in theory, Bloom and Dombrowski, have been brought in to do a very specific job. Well, Dave Dombrowski did that, and they said, thank you, you're fired. And, I, and then Hyam Bloom, okay, you, you need to do the Tampa thing. Get our farm system nice to go while well, we can be competitive. And if he ends up doing that, I mean, he might still end up getting fired. I, look, I get a bad rap, an unfair rap, Mego, for not liking anything local. I don't like anything locally here in New England. Oh, you just hate everything. Arkan, back me up on this. I, I was like the most ardent Dombrowski supporter there was while he was here. You were a big Dombrowski guy, Like, yes. he was brought in to do, and he did it. Like, I, I was all about the Dombrowski plan. I don't really care about the farm system and all that much. And to be fair, you are aggressively pro-Brad Stevens to the point that your bias makes <laughs> that, it difficult to talk is, about the Celtics is, with you. That is true. I, I am so pro-G Willikers. It's, it's not funny. But, like, I hated the Dombrowski. I hated that they moved on from Dombrowski because that was solely a money thing. That's all that was. We don't want to spend on the luxury tax anymore. So let's fire the the GM who comes in and is the big star. Uh, he built oh, with... but I thought it was about the farm system. No, it wasn't. It was it was studs and duds. That's how he builds his roster, and I like that. The farm system. <laughs> the farm system's better, but it's still how far do you got to go to catch up to the Toronto's and teams like the Baltimore's of the world? And I know most of Toronto's players are now in the majors, but like the Red Sox farm system's made strides. It's still not good compared to some others. So we can keep talking about this, 617-779-7937. We're going to talk to a member of the Red Sox, Kike Hernandez, when he joins us 15 minutes from now. All that right after Trending with Christian Arkin. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Now back to Jones and Mego. I don't know how else to talk about it because I'm sick. On WEEI. Were you surprised Bogarts left? Yeah, 100%. You, know. you were? Yeah. Really? I, really? I, I think he was, uh, I was thinking he was coming back, you know, to to finish his career there, you know. He, he, he's a big part of the organization before, and, you know, he looked weird with another uniform. Of course he does. <laughs> but he, you rode that wave with him last year. I mean, everything from the initial offer to going through, and he's like, why don't they, you know, I'm going to put words in his mouth. Why don't they love me more, you know? But you know, you, you as his good friend rode that wave. So, I mean, that probably was a tougher year for him than people understood. Yeah, yeah. The, the people don't 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 get the inside of what happened inside the club and all that stuff. But you know, he deserved more like more respect. You know, I think you know from from office everybody. So, I think it's you know it's a star. It's a star, and, and I think you know you need to respect that. You know, like like respect that that what he did. For organization he got two rings with that organization so i feel like like he need he deserve more than that more than the, what they were showing from yeah like the respect you know the yeah. that, that you know like they need to find a way to make it happen you know like but like i said it's a business former red sox catcher christian vasquez with rob bradford the bradfo show podcast it's Jones and Mego with Arcand here on WEEI. We got Kike Hernandez about five minutes from now. Hell yeah, we do. Talk to a uh, member of the Boston Red Sox on the outlook for their season. Plus all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. That's an interesting answer from Vasquez, right? Like, And the whole team was moping about him getting traded last year at the deadline. When I talk about the Red Sox moping around after the deadline, he's really the player I'm talking about. And I'm sorry, I just don't think he's good enough to get all worked up about. He was the backup catcher on the World Series, uh, winning Astros this past year. I don't think he's that good to get all that worked up about. But he's saying, as an ex-member of the Red Sox, well, I, I didn't think Bogarts was going anywhere. And it goes back to that athletic survey. 16 of the 29 insiders say it was the worst move of the offseason. Bogarts was irreplaceable. They didn't replace him. And that is why there is this disconnect between the fans and this organization. And I... I agree with that. I do. Yeah. And it, it looks worse. It looks worse that at the trade deadline, the last time that he was with the Red Sox, that the plan seemed to still be, hey, we're going to keep Xander Bogarts, uh-huh. at least to his knowledge. And he was a big clubhouse guy. So it seems like he probably had a lot of close relationships there at the time. And so you look at that and you go, at that point, Xander was already begging like, he had done the, I don't want to talk about it during the season, and then opened the door back up and said, well, maybe if you could work something out with Scott, my agent, behind closed doors, I don't know how that works, but if you wanted to talk to him, and who knows what the conversations, if there were any, it sounded like there weren't. But he was still at that point, Xander, like, very open, like, hey, let's talk, let's have a conversation, and it just didn't happen. And they let him go to free agency. They so it's just... And so then doing this, all this hemming and hawing that John Henry does over email of, well, we could have given him 12 years. So I I just, I don't know. I, I feel like we've been talking about this ad nauseum since December, but it is, it, it's hard when you sit there and you go, well, why aren't the fans excited? Will you let one of the most recognizable guys and a clubhouse leader and beloved guy walk out the door? 
and you're posing it as he didn't want to be here. He wanted to get a huge contract somewhere else. Never, and that's not reality. They never wanted him. And I, I don't want to root for anybody to get hurt, but like the Trevor Story thing, they, they kind of deserve for how they approached it. Not Trevor Story, but the organization. Like you signed a guy who there were injury concerns about, and you signed him to fill the shoes of a well-liked popular player who on top of it is pretty good. I think a little overrated here. But pretty good. Not MVP caliber, but an all-star every he year in the middle the of the sin order of player. Turning thirty, which he, is top usually... five shortstop in baseball. Yeah, last year. sure. Again, I'm not, I'm not telling you he's bad. I just think bad does you can be overrated and and still be a very good player. But I do think that's that's where fans really jump off board. And and the story thing is just the smoking gun. They never wanted Bogarts. That wasn't a big signing. That was a hedge against Bogarts leaving because they knew they were going to let Bogarts walk out the door. Uh, Julian is in Northampton. Go ahead, Julian. Hey, I just wanted to give a take on uh, the Red Sox situation right now. Okay. So, yeah, when I was growing up, like, around 2000 to 2004, I knew every single player of the Red Sox, from Trot Nixon to Bill Millar, Kevin Millar, David Ortiz, Nomar Garcia-Paul. Okay, we, we get it, we get it, we get it. I know, it, I know him, but, it. yeah. So yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the 2003, 2007, 2013, 2018, I knew all the players. Nowadays, I don't know anybody on the Red Sox, and I'm not excited about any of them. So whose fault is that? Arkin, whose fault is that? Is I that think John it's Bill Henry's Millar's fault, fault. <laughs> personally. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you hurt your argument there a little bit, Caller. But whose fault is that? Is that John Henry's fault, or is that Hyam Bloom's fault? I think it's baseball in general's fault. Okay. I don't think that there's I'm a lot of marketable stars there. on any team anywhere, and I feel like baseball has, done, has really failed at marketing their guys really since... I think the steroid era and the Mitchell report and all that is really what kind of put the damper on it. But I don't think that there's, with Shoei Otani, a lot of the guys that they have here, there's marketable guys, but the league just doesn't do it. So okay, I, I think it, I think it's bigger than them, I, but I do blame them too, yes. Okay, well, I, well, I blame the team, but I I do wonder if it, the Mookie Betts thing I think is ownership. Uh, who knows about Bogarts, maybe that's ownership too, but like this whole churning the roster over, you didn't have to get rid of the whole world. It's not baseball's fault the Red Sox got rid of the roster from 2018. That is not baseball's fault. So, like, how marketable are baseballs in the mar- uh, baseball players rather in the marketplace of like other professional athletes? Maybe that is the fault of the sport. But like, this is an issue that the Red Sox have of turning over their roster. Where now people look at it, and no one really knows who's on the team. It's a local issue for sure. But then when you look at uh, you know what the calculations that John Henry is making. Is it is some of it based on, hey, what the lane that we're in right now? And look, it's still wildly profitable, but it's just not like it was in the early 2000s. It's not it's never going to eat. It's never, ever going to eat away at NFL space. No, it's going to compete with the NBA at times, maybe. And that's about the best you can do. I mean, people got pissed off when the Aaron Judge at bats were cutting into their college football. In other parts of the country, people were like, what the hell is this? I'm trying Baseball? to watch my SEC game. Turn this off. No, it's true. It's a it's a different environment than when he bought the team originally. That's for sure. Well, but it so goes into a calculation of, okay, you know, this has been our cash cow. But if it isn't always going to be our cash cow because of the direction that the that the that the sport is going in, maybe it's time to divest a little bit and look elsewhere. Yep. And that's that's what he's done. He's expanded the portfolio for sure. Uh, 617-779-7937 is how you get in touch with us here on Jones and Mega with Arcan on WEEI. We say fans don't really know anybody on the team. They really don't. Uh, Kike Hernandez, though, is a familiar face, a familiar name on this Red Sox team. And we as a show had an opportunity to catch up with him earlier today at spring training. 
We're pleased to be joined now on the Harbor One Hotline by Kike Hernandez of the Boston Red Sox from Fort Myers. Kike, thanks for taking the time. Hey, what's up, guys? No problem. My pleasure. So let's get uh, right into some comments that you made in the last couple of weeks when players were first arriving down in Fort Myers. The idea that the team got comfortable in last place last week. I know that's gotten some headlines. Certainly we've talked about it here on this show. I guess my first question is, do you still stand by those comments? I mean, sure. I said what I said. But uh, I believe we're already, spring training is already going, and we've already, all, all of us turned the page from last year. So what happened last year should have nothing to do with what's going to happen this year. Well, and so here's where we've been wondering a little bit about who the comments were about. Are they about players and uniform personnel, coaches, managers, or is it, you know, a broader criticism, the front office, ownership? No, who was the comment about? It was, the, it was the general vibe in the clubhouse. Are, are the players still here? What do you mean? I'm not going to point out. It's just, I'm, I was in that clubhouse last year, so it was myself included. Okay. I was just wondering if the vibe has changed. Yeah, we've got great vibes going on right now. Like I said, we turned the pace from last year, man, and we got it's a new year. Everybody's got the same record, so we're in a good spot. With the new year, uh, your buddy Justin Turner joined the team, and he said that you were front and center in recruiting him to the Red Sox, Kike. So what did that recruiting pitch sound like when you were talking to Justin? Just conversations. We've been friends for a long time, and um, it just started with a simple, are you willing to leave L.A.? And he said yes, and it, it went from, all right, well, I would really love to have you come here, and obviously I don't have the money to offer it to you or anything like that, but I'm going to do the most to that, you know, we have to, that I have to do, that they're on my power to, like, tell these guys that, you know, you are the real deal, and you were very valuable on and off the field. And, uh, you know, it was just a, it was a couple-week process of just checking in, staying in touch, and figuring out where the both sides were and uh, just providing whatever information he needed about, you know, the team, a uh, little bit about the city, the, the little the tears that have been there, you know, and just uh, just general questions that players ask each other. Kike, when a team gets complacent like what happened last year, uh, what are some things you guys can do to sort of snap out of it? How do you get out of that in season? Well, I mean, tough to talk about last year because we weren't really able to do it, but I just think that this year it's a, it's a new mindset. Everybody's excited. Spring training started. Uh, everybody gets excited about this around this time of the year. And, um, you know, it's a, it's been a lot of turnaround and, and uh, a lot of change and, you know, there's a lot of new faces around, and it's it's always so exciting when when it almost feels like it's a new team. And I don't know, there's there's a lot to look up to, a lot a lot to to, to be excited about. And uh, for now, it's just you know the mentality is to be better, to be better, try to get better each and every day, and and find a way to 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 get better in, in whatever way you can. And uh, that's how we start. You know, how how good teams start and. Uh, you know, just like I said, that's the message. That's been the message from from AC and and the guys that it's uh, it's about getting better each and every day, and that's that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to focus on, and that's our mentality right now. Kike, jumping back to Justin for a minute, um, you've made comments about how he's inspirational to you uh, in his career path and just who he is as a friend. 
What kind of impact have you seen him have on the clubhouse? I know it's very early, but so far, what, what kind of role do you expect him to play in leadership in the clubhouse? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he helped me a lot because when I first got to the Dodgers, he wasn't, he wasn't an everyday guy yet. And him and I were part of the, the, the role guys. And uh, I've talked about this, how like pinch hitting is probably the hardest thing to do in all baseball. And he seemed, he, he made it seem so easy. And, uh, you know, those were the little things. That's how we, our relationship started growing. Uh, I just started gravitating towards him and like seeing the way that he prepared and things like that. And uh, he's just a guy that people gravitate towards. And, you know he's got he's he's got a lot of experience and he's got a lot of great stories to share. He's not afraid to to talk his mind out and uh, you know he's he's just a good, really good dude overall and uh, not just that. I mean the guy he's a he's the last guy to win the Roberto Clemente Award. So uh, that that's something that speaks volume about the the person that he is and obviously he's a he's a very well accomplished baseball player as well. Kike, uh, can you explain what it's like and, and sort of how it feels to step into the shoes of Xander Bogarts at shortstop? Obviously, he was there for a long time, and your name is the one that keeps coming up as the guy who's going to be playing there maybe every day. We'll see. Uh, how's that How's that sort of feel going into the season? I'm not feeling in anybody's shoes, man. I'm just, I've been here for two years now, and I'm just, I'm just me. I'm playing a different position. That's about it. Uh, feels great so far. We haven't started playing games yet, so I don't know how can't tell you how it feels playing the games, but I can tell you that um, having a blast playing short, you know, during the, the all workouts and all that, and uh, it's a lot more fun to be working in the infield during spring training than it is in the outfield. Outfield boardings can be a little boring, so uh, it's, uh, it's it's been fun, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season to get going. Talking to Kike Hernandez of the Red Sox here on WEEI, Jones and Mego with Arkan. What are your personal expectations for the team this year? We all want the team to be better we all want to put last year in the rearview mirror. What are your expectations? Our, our, my goal and my expectation is that we're going to have a better team and we have the chance to, to be able to compete with anybody. So uh, I believe we, we are going to play the game the right way. We're going to, we're going to battle, grind out some at-bats. We're, going to, we're, going to, we're in a good, better position as far as pitching staff with throwing more strikes. So I think we're going to be a, a, a way better version of last year and you know, it's a, we, we believe that we're, in a, we're a team that can compete, compete with anybody. So, uh, look, and you're answering some of that with, with pitching and your approach and things like this. It does confuse fans, and, and I lump myself in with this as well, how the team is going to be better given some of the losses. We talked about Xander, J.D. Martinez. So beyond, you know, just the approach, how, how can you guys, you know, generate offensively the amount of runs you need to to keep pace with a, a team last year that, that, as we know, finished in last place? I mean, we added three guys to the lineup that are pretty capable of, of filling 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 holes and and uh, guys that are capable of driving the ball, hitting the ball out of the park, and, and taking some quality at bats. And uh, Adam Duvall, uh, Yoshida, uh, Justin Turner. You know, those are three guys that are going to lengthen our lineup, give give lineup a little more balance. Uh, we have Yoshida, a very much needed lefty lefty hitter that's a complete hitter, can drive the ball out of the ballpark, can drive the ball out of all fields take a walk, uh, and then we got uh, we got some right-handed pop and, and Justin Turner and Adam Duvall. Uh, you know, obviously people can know what JT brings to the table, and, I mean, Adam Duvall is a guy that likes to pull the ball in the air as well and hit a lot of homers last year that he was healthy. I believe he hit 39 homers. So, uh, you know, we, we, we have the guys, and it's just about, you know, each and everybody, you know, doing their part and, and staying the course, and obviously uh, health is going to be a, a – 
a big important piece. And if I think that if we're gonna we all stay healthy, we're gonna be we're gonna be able to, to have a good a good lineup. Did I see you're a uh, you're a reality TV fan? Did I see that right? Like too too hot to handle and things like this. Is that is that what you watch? Yeah, I've been watching Love Island. It's a little embarrassing to admit it, but so, I've been I've been on it lately. There is nothing embarrassing. I've seen Love Island in the past. I, I'm more of a uh, what I would consider uh, an OG reality TV connoisseur. You know, your uh, MTV's The Challenge, Jersey Shore, Big Brother shows like this. You dabble dabble in any of those, or is it mostly just the dating reality? A- a- and why is it that uh, dating I, reality? I used to watch a little bit of Jersey Shore, but uh, you know, it's a Puerto Rico and. MTV, MTV Cribs. Uh, oh, nice! My ride, nice. Uh, but uh, I like, you know, I'm a, I only watch reality TV on Netflix. I like The Circle. I'm big on The Circle. Uh, my wife got me into Love Is well, Blind. So this is what I was so, just about uh, to ask. I was going to say, is this? I watched the first season of Love Is Blind. Good show. So that do you get? Do you Not get a good show. Do you get dragged in by your wife, or it's are these your show. choices? That's what I want to know. No, I got dragged in by my wife originally, and now I'm the one that's like, hey, babe, put the baby down to sleep so we can watch the show. Did you watch Ultimatum? No, I did not watch the Ultimatum, but I'm, we started watching Perfect Match. It's a new one with all like these reality, okay. Netflix reality shows, singles that are like trying to find their perfect match between each other, and uh, pretty... Uh, a little cringy, but entertaining. <laughs> uh, last question, Milf Island, yes or no? <laughs> What's that? Never mind. <laughs> no, Milf Island. It's a highbrow TV. Or no, Milf Manor. Is I that a new one? Show. Yeah. Milf oh, Manor. Milf oh, Manor. Mark it down. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of free time in spring training. I'm, I might <laughs> check it out. All right, well, you know, I wanted to ask before we let you go. I, I I wanted to ask if you if you've heard the new afternoon program. I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of time on your hands. Have you heard the new afternoon program with myself and Mego and Christian? Honestly, no, man. Come on, I don't really. <laughs> Kike. I, don't, I, I I got Kike. Spotify and I I listen to Spanish music and that's about it. Okay. If you guys speak Spanish. If you guys start speaking Spanish, maybe I'll listen to you guys. Okay. Uh, no bueno. I don't think that's gonna be. I don't think that's gonna be going down. But Kike, we appreciate the time so much. Music. Yeah, we could we could we could jazz up the music a little bit. That is true. Uh, but uh, good luck this season. Good luck in spring training, and we'll talk to you down the line. Thanks, Kike. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's Kike Hernandez of the Red Sox on the Harbor One Hotline. Now we could have, we could have, you know, dove right into reality TV talk off the talk because I, I, I could, I could talk about that all day long. But I decided to. get... Well, you asked him such a nice softball question. I decided but... to get right into it. You know, let's just let's just get right into his. They were his comments. I mean, they were Kike's comments. <laughs> he's not, not going to go comments. on my catfish podcast now. Yeah, I Great. don't. I don't know that he's going to be tuning into the new Thanks. afternoon show on Weei anytime soon. But I, I had to ask. I mean, yeah, it's it's all this buzz about this new afternoon show. This new afternoon show. And I figured maybe it had made its way all the way down to Fort Myers, but I guess not with Kike yet. Well, if we start speaking Spanish. That's true. He did He did tell us that. The onus is now on us to make that happen. Uh, if you missed any part of the interview, you can, of course, check it out or listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to Jones and Mega with Arcan on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. We have Meg Splaining with Megan Annalini, which, who knows, maybe Kike will tune in for. Comes your way next. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg-splaining. Meg-splaining. Okay, today's topic has been percolating in the back of my brain for a while. And I've been trying not to do it because I don't want this segment to just... 
turn into bitch, 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 bitch. No, I bitch, like, bitch, 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 bitch. I like I like you yelling. Which is kind of like you were like, oh, Karen Adelini. <laughs> um, but this is just—it's starting to really impact my daily life. There's an epidemic in the city. Oh no! And it's not dogs off leash, even though I counted four this morning. And it's not the sky tunnels. Are these the same dogs every day? By the way, are you no, counting the same dogs or different dogs? I mean, they're definitely repeat offenders, but they're new dogs. Okay. Or, or different dogs, I And it's not say. the sky tunnels, I'd assume, not unless you're doubling tunnels. down on that. Okay. What the hell is going on with the double parked cars? The double parking situation is out of control. And I don't know if this is something that has exploded post-COVID. I understand we're in a cramped city. The streets are from the 1600s. It's not made to put in all the parking that everybody needs. It's uh, It's the hub a popular destination for people to come into but when you double park a car it is not a victimless crime and i'm not even talking about the worst victim of the double parked car which is of course the person boxed in Mm -hmm. because it's gotten to the point where there's a line of parallel parked cars that are legally parked next to a meter or they're just in a parking zone on the side of the road these are like these are personal vehicles these aren't like I'm these not, aren't I'm not just these talking aren't delivery Ubers. drivers I'm not talking delivery drivers I understand like truckers they make our they make businesses run I get it I'm not like faulting the guy who's unloading produce in front of the grocery store okay I'm talking about the personal vehicles yep that create a second lane of parking a sedan next to the parking spots uh-huh. and the horror that you feel when you're going out to run an errand and you've legally parked your car and you come back and there's just an abandoned vehicle like two abandoned vehicles blocking you in and you're like what the hell is going on and then you have to go into a convenience store that you had no business that you didn't want to go into to buy anything but you're going in and you have to shout at strangers is that your car out there is that your car out there you're and there's a line of people in? waiting with scratch tickets and they're like oh that's mine i'll move it in a minute <laughs> and you're like believe it or not i have places to be so you're getting boxed in yes okay so i don't know that i don't know that i've ever been boxed in by you've never been boxed by in? double parking no 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 no. Listen, I, they, wait, wait, wait. let me just talk about all the victims okay. of double park yes of the double park sure. shops. So there's the person who's boxed in, who's yep. the worst victim. That's, that sounds terrible. I don't think I've ever been boxed in. That sounds okay. terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. There's another situation where just driving around the city. So the other day, I'm driving over in JP. I'm in Jamaica Plain. Shout out to my new vet, JP Animal Clinic. Oh, Let's nice. go. Great go. spot. So I'm driving over to pick up some medication for my dog. I feel like I'm in like a video game. Trying to maneuver my way around these streets. Yeah, it's like Frogger. Because on the one side, you know, there's freaking construction and there's a police detail and it's digging up half the road. And then on the other side, there's three parked cars that are then there's two double parked cars next to them. So I'm just trying to like eke my way around these giant. It's always a giant freaking suv yep. that's like you know what it's weird i don't have anywhere to park my escalade in downtown boston that's so weird and i'm like trying to squeak by and then heaven forbid there's actually a delivery truck that's double parked Aye. for a reason up the street i'm like losing my mind and i don't understand look i understand parking is tough i understand it i sympathize go pay for a lot go find a freaking legal space the other night 
Mr. Who and I, we decided to go out to dinner. Hmm. And he's like, why don't we just drive over there? It's not, you know, it's not that far. I said, do you know what parking's going to be like over there? I never. Don't even think about it. We're taking an Uber. It's going to be a $7 Uber, I think. I don't know. All of a sudden, sometimes Ubers are $21. Sometimes they're 7 I don't know what happened to that system. That's for another day. Another Meg's Get in the car. future Meg's planning, yes. We drive up. I was such an insufferable bitch. (laughs) I was like smug. I was pointing out the window. I was going, look at these double parked cars. As the Uber's driving up, I'm like, hey, drop us on the corner. I don't want to be part of the I problem. Wanna, I don't want to block anybody I in. I want to walk by all these cars and Literally count them loudly. just I, 10 cars up West Broadway, double parked. I, I have never some been Some of them occupied, in. some of them not. Some of them lights on, some of them not. It's the Wild West. I have never been boxed in. I have been a victim of this other thing you're talking about, though, where it's like I got to frogger my way through you know, up and down Bunker Hill Street or something like that, you know. Like it's got to be awful in your neighborhood. It's uh, it's not great. I, I bet it's, I'm. there's got to be worse areas in the city where you're worried about, you know, a, a double Charlestown and Southie are about like as bad as it gets, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, parking Oh, is, no. Excuse me. Have you ever tried to drive down, like, Newbury Street? Nightmare. I, I'd take that over Charlestown. Over, like, Bunker Hill and Charlestown. Nightmare. The double parking in Newbury Street I can is imagine like, that's bad. The, it's like a partnership. Well, you know what it is. Where one person's in the car and they're like, hun, you go, you go run in. I don't want to drive my ass around and look for legal parking. Right. Heaven forbid that might take, like, eight minutes to find a legal parking space. Like, what are we doing? What is it, Arkin? It's Ubers, Uber Eats, it's DoorDash. Not, it's not all Uber. It's a lot of that. That's it's what it is. It's not all Uber. Cars it's some lazy-ass people. They leave it there, and they got the lights going, and it's some delivery driver, and they don't know where they're going. They don't know the city. Like, that's, a, not, that's a big problem right now. I'm not it all on them. It's definitely partly that. But first of all, those people are, like, trying to execute a job. Mm-hmm. So no, you're scratch ticket people. You. They're wildly, wildly unaware <laughs> of been, anything that's happening. Have you been Trust boxed me. in, Ryan? This I, has happened to me. I've had to go into the pizza shop. I would Because never. you know what I don't want to do? Here's another victim of the double. Parking. I would never go in there. The and do that. a-hole who I gets boxed in and is so pissed off that they just lay on the horn. Yep. Like your son, when I was walking out last night, your son was in the car and he was just holding a toy out the window, screaming honk at me. Yes. And I was like, yeah. this has got to be Jones's kid. Yep, got to be. I got blocked in on a one-way street in Waltham. Uh, trying to watch a garbage truck do like a five point turn into somebody's uh, driveway to pick up a uh, a dumpster, and I'm with you, Megan. Like you have to have a little bit of sympathy to a point, to a point, because I'm watching this whole enterprise going. There's no way he's going to be able to pull this off. If I'm, I'm leaning on my, I've been sitting there for 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm trying to be patient. Oh, wow. I'm trying. I mean, there's nowhere I can go. Traffic's. I'm the first car there, and if I had just been like 10 seconds earlier, I would have beat the whole thing. But you eventually lose your mind. You don't have any other choice. I'm like, not a big I'm not a big horn honker. I'm not real big on it. I'm not saying I never do it, but I'm not real big on the the horn honk. No, if you're sitting at a green light for one and a half okay, seconds, don't, don't start yeah, me with that. No, you got a that. responsibility. You got to keep it moving. Again, not, unaware people, get out worse, of my way. Nothing worse than like honking your horn and ripping by somebody, and then you're at the next light and you got to sit next to them. Nothing. nothing oh, I relish that. those. I'm like, please nothing look worse. at me. Please look at me. Please look at me. <laughs> I've never been boxed in, but I have dealt with this other thing, and it is annoying. It's it's an it's dare awful. I say it's an epidemic. I said that's what Look I said. Look at this! It, oh. Somebody double parked and blocked us in. Does anybody know whose car that is? It's awful. Just look for a freaking spot. Yes. Just and then don't have a partner in crime. That's the other thing because that's what I'll see sometimes. Sometimes I'll like go so up and knock on the window, and somebody's in the passenger seat. So what's and your I'm advice? I'm like, hey, can you move the car? I need to, this is my car. The legally parked car, that's my car. Could you let me get out? So what's your what's your advice? Don't freaking double park. 
How hard is that? Go find a lot. Walk uh, your lazy ass yeah, from said parking spot. I don't want to do something. I can just park right here. It's so easy. Uh, or and or Uber, right? And or Ubering. Although Ubers might be contributing to the issue. At least they're they're doing a service. They're not, not taking fifteen minutes like you scratch ticket people. Not you the guys extent are, you guys are of the issue, but maybe oh, some yeah. of the issue. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me when you have to go into Cumberland Farms to try to find somebody who's boxed you in. <laughs> Telling you what, Kike's missing out on some good stuff here. This is uh, Meg explaining. <laughs> With Megan Annalini each and every day at this time, 4.45 on WEEI. We'll get to your phone calls. Oh, bitch, 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 bitch. No, I, I, trust me, I thoroughly enjoyed that. 617-779-7937. We'll get back to the Patriots and all your phone calls next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.